0: This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to talk some blues hockey. Welcome to the Blues NHL Podcast, hosted by former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and former Blues enforcer Darren Kimball.
1: And we got a problem in front of the hog fence, Kimball pulling at Roenick, here's Kimball swinging at Roenick wildly, and the linesman trying to get in between them.
2: The Durkle stolen from Reinhardt, breaking in to Hunter, Hunter shooting, rebound, recognizer
1: scores! Here comes Ray. he'll be thrown out of Brad day and the two goalies go at it, head-to-head, and Joseph with three great
2: rights. New Terjada, Hall looking for 500, he shoots, he scores! Brad Hall, number 500, out! Oh my! save by Jake Allen! Tarasenko, he clear. he scores!
0: And now here's your off-ice official, Jim Cromer.
1: Hello, Blues fans, and welcome to this week's edition of the Blues NHL Podcast. I'm one part of your team, Jim Cromer, and uh, I'd like to welcome in the the fellas, Darren Kimball and Jamie Rivers. What's up, guys? Hey, Jimbo. What's going on, guys? Well, we're uh, we're at that time the. Our official Blues NHL podcast winter classic contest is coming to an end this evening. Some lucky fans are going to be invited to uh, attend our party next Thursday, which I'm very excited about. I, I know you guys have been following as well, but, uh thanks to Mike Hildebrand and Rookies in St. Charles, that will be the location next Thursday. Uh, very excited about that. Mike could not be more accommodating. Uh, I want to invite everybody, even if you're not a finalist, to attend. Uh, we'll be drawing for the stick, uh, the autograph stick for the, the person that retweeted. Uh, we'll be doing that today as well. I'll uh, be sending that out. That person will be invited to, to come in and be acknowledged and receive their stick. Of course, the five finalists will be brought in, and we will uh, we'll have some stuff for you in, in the event that you do not win the tickets. But obviously, one lucky winner is going to walk out of there with tickets for the alumni game and the, and the Blues-Blackhawks game at Butch Stadium. And again, uh, I was at Rookies yesterday with Mike. He's such a gracious guy. Uh, you guys have seen I've done some stuff uh, with a, a certain GoFundMe account that, that means something very special to me. Uh, we're we're going to do a little bit of a, of a charity drive there as well. If you show up, we're going to sell tickets for a, a Budweiser Neon that was donated, and Mike and the, and the good people at Budweiser there did. So it's going to be an opportunity to give, a, to give a few dollars to a gentleman that's uh, trying to save his home, and uh, we're going to acknowledge the gentleman that, that, uh, put, that cont- put that whole thing together as well, John Verstraten. He's a listener, great blues fan, and just a good guy that did this out of the kindness of his heart. Uh, and I tell you, you know, it's not like he's he's rich beyond his means either. So, I mean, this guy is uh, without question a salt of the earth, uh, doing good things within the community. We want, it, we want to acknowledge him as well. So, really looking forward to it. Uh, you know, we're going to do the drawing right at noon and then have lunch with our five finalists. So, we'll we get in there about 11 o'clock. They open at 11. You guys can come on in, mingle a little bit. Um, you know, hopefully if it's not too terribly crazy, meet the guys and uh, have a beverage. Uh, our good friends at Anheuser-Busch are helping out as well. So uh, it'll be a great time. I'm, I'm excited, guys. I really am to see uh, the look on somebody's face when we hand them these two tickets.
2: Yeah, it's going to be great. Obviously, once-in-a-lifetime experience here for everybody in St. Louis and area to have the Winter Classic at Bush Stadium. So anybody who gets a chance to get these tickets and go see it, it's not just like a hockey game. Obviously, it's I consider it a life experience. So I'm excited about it. I mean, whether you're from St. Louis, born and raised or not, and you live in the area, this is this is fun stuff.
1: Uh, if you have not, if you're new and you're just catching us late here, um, the last three shows, all the shows in December had a keyword given during the show. When I contact you, whether it be, you know, depending on who wins, uh, it'll be either by email or if we if we recognize if it if it coincides with a Twitter account, whenever we contact you, I'm gonna contact you and say, hey, listen, uh, you're one of the finalists, You've got X amount of time to get back to me with the four keywords. And uh, <laughs> if you don't get back to me with those keywords, we're gonna move on to the next person. So, um, you know, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I'm anxious to see uh, see if all five of our finalists right off the bat have the keywords. I sure hope you have. You had to have listened to the show, each show here in December, and uh, you should be uh, should be up to par. I mean, I, you should be ready to go. So, uh, again, that's going to happen tonight after the Blues game. We will start sending those out tomorrow, announcing the winners. And uh, look forward to talking to you people and, and seeing if you if you've got the necessary stuff to be a finalist. Anyway, even if you're not, again, you're all welcome to come out. It's going to be a great event. Really looking forward to it. Again, that's Rookies in St. Charles. I'll be sending everything out through Twitter address, making sure everybody knows the times, but we do look forward to seeing you. I've been already contacted by so many of our listeners that are excited about coming, even if they're not a finalist. Well, let's get into this week's show. Um, we can't, uh, can't do anything without breaking down the blues right off the get-go. Uh, we've had a little bit of a rough patch here and uh, Jamie, I know uh, you know you had
2: sent me some texts about some things that you saw that were going on. Uh, what's happening with our Blues right now? Well, you know, obviously the elephant in the room, uh, even if it might not even be that, is the fact that they've had trouble hanging on to leads going into you know third periods of games and, and closing them out. And certainly in the Chicago game, that was a tough one to give back. Obviously, it's a division rival. It's a Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, it's not a game you want to give back to, to that team. Then they bounce back against Montreal. In my opinion, had two great periods. And then the third period, once again, it's not that they're falling apart. It's just that you know the, the attention to detail is not there throughout the entire game. The, the systems that Hitch plays are—they uh, take a lot of hard work. They take a lot of attention to detail. And if you're uh, if you're not on the right page for the whole game, then it exposes you. Creates gaps out there, and that's where teams like Montreal, with all their speed get in there, and, and they can you know, cut through, create scoring chances, and get on loose pucks. So that was another one that they failed to seal out. Now, mind you, they got to overtime, and, and that's kind of a bonus. At least they got a point out of it. But certainly a game that, you know, in my opinion, they felt they should win or they should have won. Um, and then in Dallas, it's nice to see the team play the full game, play pretty well. It wasn't a Picasso, as I say. But it was a good game, and then they come back, and they win in overtime with David Perron putting the goal. And so, you know, you've seen a bit of a pattern here where they're going to be close hockey games no matter what, and it's even going to get tighter as they move on to the season. Uh, and, Kimby, I mean, you got to look at this and say that hopefully they're learning through the process here of hanging on to games and closing them out, but there's still a little bit of work to do there, right? I, I agree with you, and the big word uh, that you said earlier on there was attention
0: to detail. And that's how Hitchcock, he runs his ship. And it's everything's everyone's got to be in the right spot. Everything's going in the same organ, in the same way. Um, I was really, uh, I, I like the way they, you know, they got a little flu bug running through the team right now. And uh, been, the captain goes out in Dallas. I really like the way they played in Dallas. I think uh, I've been bitching and moaning about the lack of physical play that these guys have been putting on this year. And I thought in Dallas they were coming out, they were taking the body, um, I believe the fourth line has really contributed in a lot uh, going on this year. They're bringing the the bang and body, um, and you know I, I I think there's a lot of offense on this team. You'll you'll watch the kid uh, Berglund. He's he scored some goals here lately, but I've always be, he he's sort of a guy, Jamie, that sort of sits. What, what's, what kind of hockey is he going to play? Is he is he going to be a goal scorer? Is he going to play the physical part of the game? Is he going to muck in the corners? And I think, you know, he's scoring some goals here right now, but he has to bring some kind of physical part to this game. He's got to own the corners. And I think they're only getting it from one line right now. And I think that if they come as a whole, you know, you're, you played, and there's going to be offensive lines, but there's always got to be someone that causes a lot of shit in, front, in the corners and that, you know, there's got to be that mucker on, everybody, on every team or a line. We had the green-bray line with Bobby Basson who was great at it. Uh, and then Holly would do his job. But I think the Blues – are looking for
2: a little bit more of that. I think there was that in Dallas, so hopefully um, that can continue. Well, you bring up the fourth line, Kimby, and <clears throat> I had the privilege of talking to Hitch just the other day and sitting down in his office, and uh, he brought up the fourth line as well. Talked about how much energy and how much they're bringing to the team, and how more, you know how confident he is in giving them more minutes out there, and you know Upshaw and Brodziak, they always get a little more than Reeves because they kill penalties as well. And they're more of an all-around player than than Reeves is. Now, let's go back a couple of games here. Ryan Reeves is playing pretty well. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's scoring goals, which is a bonus for the Blues. But he's putting pucks in great areas on the ice. Hitch talks about puck management all the time. And all that means is you don't just throw pucks through the middle of the ice or just throw them down the ice. You put the pucks into areas that either benefit your team or – make it worse for the other team so that when you do this, you gain some kind of an advantage or you limit the other team's advantage. And Ryan Reeves is doing that right now. He's putting the puck into good places. So Scotty Upshaw Brodziak's playing well. So that line kind of emerging from the group here is great. Uh, I love to see it because of, because of the physicality and because of what they can bring to the table that way. Now, when you bring up Berglund, you know, <sighs> I've been equally – probably as critical at times of Patrick Berglund as anybody. And I think it's just because he's kind of had an identity crisis, like you said, over the years. Comes to us with all this ability, and we're like, wow, he should be a 20, 30, 40-goal scorer. I remember all that coming around. I just don't think that's his game, okay? I think that his role as a centerman on the third line is probably more suited for him. He's a big body. And we know that the Blues lost a couple of big bodies in the offseason. And I think he occupies that role pretty well. And he's trying to score now. I think at the start of the season he was just trying to do the checking part of it, making sure that he was good defensively playing against the other team's top lines. Now I think he's trying to create offense or be involved in it. And, you know, one thing that we can't lose focus on here too is this is the only time I think all season he's had line mates that can help him with scoring you know he's playing with Perron and Steen I believe right now well that's a heck of a line or if you get one of those guys you know it's hard because he's kind of had the the revolving door on his wings and when that happens especially as a centerman you spend more time worrying about being on the defensive uh, side of the puck so you're not a minus player so that you don't get benched rather than trying to you know push the pace and go offensively so all of it tied together. I think the you know continuity of having the same lines together means a lot and lets players like Berglund expand their game a little bit more. And and I, I think
0: really Jamie and if I, I look back at it and I I don't like to look in the past of what the Blues have done but they lost their captain Backus. Backus played a big part on this team and uh I think you're seeing that the two big boys they lost in the summertime for whatever reason, you know I it's hard to give up a lot of money over per years. I understand management's part on this deal. So Here's an opportunity for Berglund to step into that. He's not going to be the physical part the back as was. He is not going to do that. But can he bring, can he bring a part of that portion to it, and then get a little help from somebody else? Can he put 20 goals in the net? You know that that's what they're missing. I, I believe from the two guys they lost, can they find that little? Uh, they're sort of skating, and I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to be bad here, but they're, they're sort of skating on the outside, and I think they got to get a little more involved on the in the middle of the ball game here because they're. They're, they're bringing a game that they had last year that was successful that took them to the semifinals, right? And they, I thought their identity had changed, but their identity sort of took a backtrack here now. We've gone back, so I think with what Army did here uh, when they let a couple guys go, there's an opportunity sitting there for somebody now, and uh, I think Berglund has that chance. Um, I've, been, I've been hard on him myself. I, uh, I, I don't know what you're paying a lot of money. I don't know what, you, what the guy's really doing. If he puts the puck in the net and can bring a little bit of physicality to this ball game to, to help out the third line, because, you know, you've you got scoring on your one and two lines usually. That's what I'm, I'm seeing from the Blues anyway. And, but I think the third line's got to have a little more part to help that fourth line out. Because back in the old days, when you would fight, the crowd would get going. Uh, when you'd have a big hit, the crowd would get going. you score a big goal, the crowd would get going. You're sort, of, you're, you're sort of going through a lull right now when you're going to these hockey games. And it's sort of like no one knows what to do. They can't get off their, hand, their, their seats. They don't know how to cheer. Because that, that big moment's not happening right now. And I think that's where they've got to get to.
2: Yeah, you know, when you bring up some of these things, you talk about, you know, they've lost a couple of guys with size, and I think they're still trying to figure out what kind of team they're going to be, you know, because in the years past they were a heavy team, as Hitch called it, and people around the NHL said, oh, the Blues are a big, heavy team. Uh, you subtract Backus and Brower, and you add a couple of smaller guys. Now your size is coming in uh, with Berglund and your fourth line, and even Scotty Upshaw is not a big guy. So, in my opinion, the Blues have to figure out a way, like the Penguins did last year, of being smaller but still penetrating the middle of the ice. Mm -hmm. Now, you're not going to do it by bashing your way through there like you used to. You're going to have to do it now with speed and with that slash support and that cutting through the middle of the ice to either receive a pass and create offense or pull a guy with you. And now that creates offense, too, because there's a lane or an area that's exposed at that point, point. and now you're using your speed to your advantage. You don't have to chip it in the corner and try and knock the crap out of somebody every time. You can move the puck with speed and still retain possession, which I know is real important to hitch, is the puck possession game. Uh, but with smaller bodies, the puck possession game is more difficult because you can't just shield the puck and, and keep it away from the opponent because the little guys, quite honestly, some of them they just really get picked up and thrown around out there, so they got to use their speed to create the uh, the uh, possession game.
1: Well, as a fan, and I ask this to you guys, You know, we get caught up sometimes in watching the way they play. And is the five out of eight points, is that enough? I, I mean, you know, you, you hear that a lot from a fan that, well, at least they got a point. Isn't it really more about how they're playing? I mean, the, the lack of holding the leads. Uh, well, yeah, Jim, that- you bring
2: up a great point. Uh, and you don't want to, you know, you, you try to create positive stuff during right. the season as a hockey team. Because the whole world is going to bring up the negatives. It's easy. You go to the corner store and the guy says, yeah, your power play sucks right now. Like, it's easy to get critiqued. So to pull the positive out of everything is making sure that you can get a point out of these games because those points mean big stuff as you come down the stretch and you're battling for a playoff spot. So, yeah, the positive of it is five out of eight is good. Now, with a team like the Blues, it wants to keep pushing and stay, I guess, on pace with the Blackhawks. They've got to look at getting six and above in a four-game span. So, like I said, it's a process, but I, I think that they're at least gaining points at times when they should. And it it, it is big because you know we've talked about this on the
0: last couple shows. Look at the look what's going on here in St. Louis. You you know, and now they got cameras in their face because they're they're following them to this Winter Classic. So the you know they got to be part of this. So there's some more time divided up for your thing. So your family's coming in. You got the Christmas going on, the Winter Classic going on, which is a huge event. They're asking a lot for these players, so if any point you're getting right now in a, in a sort of a lull, because, you know, you're right in the middle of the thing, you don't, you know, some guys are sitting there wondering what they're getting for Christmas for, for their families or Santa Claus is bringing to their kids, and so all, all this nonsense is going on, so you're trying to think and keep yourself focused, so flu bugs floating around. they got a lot of stuff going on right now, and any point that you can get is going to carry you on.
1: Well, and that'll lead us right into our Twitter question of the week, and it comes from Minner Area Fan Cave. This is our guy that uh, we're going to go. He's got the brink set up in his basement. He's got the beer ready for us. I know, you know, what else can we need, right? The (laughs) bobbleheads are going on. We're ready to go. But it kind of leads into, and and I'll ask you this week, are are, are you in your GM chair for Jamie's GM chair, or is Jamie pissed? And it kind of rolls into what we can't get away from in our conversation. And his question is, The Blues are like a roller coaster. What aspect must change ASAP for the Blues to be in a race for the Cup at the end of the year? So, again, that leads me into are are you in your GM chair this week or are you pissed?
2: Well, I'm not pissed this week. (laughs) Um, Not as much, anyway. GM chair on this one is, you know, right now it doesn't take a hockey expert to see that uh, some of these close games or some of these games, they're giving up one soft goal a game. And whether that's on the players for letting those opportunities happen, or if it's on the goalie for either not being prepared or consistent and letting a soft one in, it's hurting them. And I know for a fact that, you know, the Jake Allen experiment here as a number one, they wanted him to take the ball and run with it. And, you know, everybody have absolutely no doubt that he's an elite NHL goalie. Well, a little bit of a news flash for everybody. It's, One, it's probably the most difficult position to really establish yourself in anyway, let alone be given the opportunity to be number one on a team that went to the Final Four last year, and now they've had some change, and everyone is expecting the team to be just as successful when there's been change, and now it's all on Jake Allen's shoulders. He doesn't have Brian Elliott across the room from him where he can say, hey, you know, I know Els can carry us through 14, 15 games or plus. You know, he's staring over at Carter Hutton, who is, is a damn good backup goalie, but he's by no means a number one in the NHL. Uh, whether that could ever come for him, I don't know. But it's different when you're tapping Carter Hutton on the shoulder rather than saying, okay, Brian Elliott's going to go in and then vice versa where you're ta- you know, telling Brian Elliott, well, Jake Allen's going to go in. The NHL consists of a lot of teams now that have a 1A, 1B goalie. Uh, And look at the Stanley Cup champions. They got Murray and and Fleury in their net, and everybody talks about, oh, there's a goaltending controversy. Well, you know what? Uh, Everybody wants money. They want contracts. They want to play. I think it pushes guys to play harder. And when you have a 1A, 1B tandem, it seems to push that guy who's supposed to be 1A to to play better, to play harder, to do more practice, get in shape, stay in shape, avoid injuries, all those things. Or, you know, 1B is sitting there knocking at the door going, hey, I'm over here, give me a chance. So in the GM chair today, I think for me they've got to find a way to get consistency out of Allen. And at the same time, uh, you know, if Carter Hutton is not the answer to push Jake, they have to figure out something or someone – that would be the answer at that point to push Jake. And it's yet to be seen. Carter Hutton hasn't had enough games, in my opinion, to either say yay or nay on him yet. But this is an area of concern. And Kimby, you know as well as I do, that the goaltending is going to carry you to wherever you're ultimately going to be, right? Yeah, and and that they're basically
0: the, they're the MVP of the playoffs, usually. Usually that's what happens. You look at all the past history, that's usually what happens unless there's a goal scorer that goes crazy. But... Go go. Let's go to your coach. though. So your coach is Ken Hitchcock. How did he win the Stanley Cup in Dallas? He, he had a great team in front of him. Who was his goalie? Eddie Balfour. Eddie Balfour could play 70 games a season. He just wanted to go in the net all the time. A key phrase that you said earlier on when you said he had to look over and he had the other goalie started looking at him in the eyes. Jake's got to figure out now. This is my call. I'm going to get all the ice time. You know, Hitch as well as I do, even last year. He wanted to get a number one goalie in there. He doesn't like that. He, he likes a little bit of tension going through the thing. Don't get me wrong, but in his own mind, he's got to sit there and say, I got a number one goalie here, and I got to play this guy. And is, is Jake going to be the guy to do it? So I, I think he is. I, I'm confident in him. He's had good games. Is his body, uh, when he goes through the stretch, you know, when he gets to the seventh game, does he look a little tired? Yeah, he looks a little tired. But, you know, it's that's going along with experience. So, you know, give the kid a chance here. We'll see. I think pertaining to the guy's question... Um, you're going to see a lot of change here yet, because I, you know, you're dealing on defense with Shattenkirk. You don't know what the contract's doing. Uh, you, you got the Armstrong and them. They got to be sitting here thinking, what can we do to get this final push in? Because you know we all know it's Hitch's last go here. Because uh, you're sitting there ready to come in. So I'm sure Hitch wants to get get a couple guys in here, maybe to pick his final push. Maybe Army wants to help him out the door. But goaltending is going to be a key part of that. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. Well. You bring up an interesting point there too, with, with Hitch and and your lineup and your defense. I really think they have to address the Shattenkirk thing sooner than later. Um, Shatty, I love St. Louis. You Talked to him several times, and he wants to be here, but certainly doesn't want to give up probably the best opportunity for a contract in his career. I mean, this is you know like if this was the NFL, like the second contract for a wide receiver is like your 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 payday. And for a defenseman that's hitting the prime of his career, this is his chance to, to hit this, you know, the, the victory here, the jackpot on the slot machine. And he deserves it. You know, he's a puck-moving defenseman in a puck-moving era. And, and, but I do think that they've got to figure it out. Right now they don't have the money to give him to keep him here. So then what are you going to go get? You know, try and get another defenseman for him? It's difficult. Because most teams aren't going to part with D, they're not going to part with goalies. They'll give you a depth forward, but we don't need a depth forward. I mean, we when, can we have a lot of vanilla in the lineup as it is. When, when you're going on this too now, Rivers, you played the you played D, so
0: the the Hunt kid's done well. You know, and he's on a short period of basis here, so we can't get jumping out of our pants here and thinking, God, this is the next coming of Craig. But he's done well, and I you got to be thinking when a GM's sitting there and he's coming down this the, the last couple months here of their trade. He's sitting there thinking, "Well, can this guy carry me through to the end of the rope?" Because he's got he's got Petro, he's got the big boys that are going to take up a lot of ice time in the playoffs, correct? And so, does Hunt can Hunt give him enough ice time
1: where he can say, "Petro, we can or not Petro uh, Shady, we can let you go down the road." And from a fan's perspective, this is what we see. And I've had some people tweet at us, uh, I've had phone calls, conversations. The general fan, this is what we see going on. A uh, first off, Hunt appears to have played well to the to the everyday fan. Obviously, we look at points first. I know that the the smarter hockey guys would say, when you play defense, you got to look at the way they they handle everything on their own end. I get that. But he puts up the points, right? So then it it appears that there was a goal where he was out of position, and then the next game when Gunnarsson's ready to go, he comes out. So that frustrates fans, I believe. Then we see this last week that Pareko probably played the most minutes uh, he's ever played, and he's talking about how he feels great. So that signals to us as fans that you know Hunt got back in the lineup, although it was because Petrangelo was sick. It appears to us that he's played well except for maybe the one time, and I'm sure there's been other times he's been out of position. He's young, and that's going to happen, I guess. But the reality of it is the signal to the fans is is that, yeah, I mean, we're, we're thinking that they have to be looking at making a move, and who else is there besides Shaddy?
2: Well, you know, one thing that we're overlooking here a little bit is that is injured right now. If you bring Bortuzzo back into the lineup, and let's say we subtract a Shattenkirk. Let's just say it. Okay. Now you've got the Hunt kid who could be your seventh D that can jump in from time to time and be your puck mover. You've added a little more sandpaper to your lineup, so you got Bortuzzo and Edmondson, and Pareko, who's a huge body out there, logging a lot of minutes. Petro and Bo can log a lot of minutes. You're not going to have to turn and put a ton of minutes on a young guy like Hunt. Now, I will say in watching him play, he is great at moving the puck he is offensive minded but he does get lost out there on the defensive side of it and that's you know what that's normal though because it's difficult guys are moving twice as fast and i don't mean just physically they're thinking the game faster they're moving the puck faster they know where they're going so as a defenseman in an era right now where you can't just grab a guy and you know hang on to him you've got to play almost like bump and run defense like they do in the nfl for a cornerback it's hard to figure out where the heck you should be going and, and stay, you know, on the defensive side of the puck. So there are options available for sure. Uh, ultimately, I'd love to see them sign Shaddy, but I just don't. I look at the salary cap and I just don't see that happening.
0: You know, I've uh, I I agree with you. I, I've talked to Shaddy. I, I met the man. He's, he's very good. I think he's great for St. Louis. He's got the personality for the St. Louis uh, area. You know, he's warm to the fans, but. This comes down to money in the ballgame. This isn't just, uh, you know, we like you, we're going to keep you ball game. There There's money involved. I, I sat here, watched a man scoring 86 goals one year, and the next year uh, Adam Oates, they they go down the river because his contract's coming up, and maybe Adam's wanting – that's none of my business, but that's that's got to play a factor into it. And, you know, you can get rid of the best player in the world, and they can move him down the road. They're going to move anybody, and they don't care. But it's, as long as they they got to do something for the fans of St. Louis – there has to come something back in return to that. And, you know, then the fans don't they – can, they can sort of swallow it a little better. They can say, well, yeah, I get that. But, you
1: know, you got to bring something back to the ballgame. Well, and as a fan, when you start talking about your, your favorite players being traded, no matter what sport it is, if you are a hockey fan at all, you can always say exactly what you just said. You know, the Edmonton Oilers moved the greatest player to ever play the game probably. So if he can be moved, anybody can be moved. Uh, I'm real excited about this week's St. Louis Youth Hockey Report that's brought to you by Synergy. Uh, I I retweeted. I know you've got some stuff coming up, uh, some camps. Uh, And I know as we get into the holiday season, those are interesting times for guys as kids are off school, they have some time for extra camps. Why don't you tell us kind of what Synergy's got going on, and then I'm really excited because uh, all of you out there in Hockey Land probably saw an amazing thing that happened to a St. Louis kid here in his hometown uh, playing against the Blues, and it uh, it went viral and it was all over ESPN. It's been all over the world. It's been an unbelievably amount watched YouTube video. Uh, so, Jamie, why don't you tell us a little bit about Synergy and then touch on what happened this week?
2: Yeah, uh, Synergy Hockey has holiday camps coming up here. Uh, right after Christmas, we're going to have uh, one at Hardy's Iceplex in Chesterfield and one at the uh, Shark Tank out in Merrimack. And it's a great opportunity for parents to have their hockey players go out and, and get two days of skating. It's $100 total for both days, and you get in three hours of ice uh, each day. So. It's a lot of hockey for these kids. It's a great opportunity to continue to get better. And, you know, it's a bit of a holiday gift. Some of these kids, you know, it's difficult to buy for them in general or you don't want to just buy video games and stuff like that. You know, buy them a holiday camp, get them out there, and I can guarantee they're going to have a good time while they get better. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, the the holiday season, like I said, there's lots of days involved there where parents – probably need a little bit of a uh, a minute muncher of their own you know you're on the ice so much i got to tell you during the last game i saw that they they showed a clip
1: of some of the alumni as they're getting ready for this alumni game now you're playing in it which is awesome i mean we're so excited to hear about your experience of of doing this and uh, and it is interesting to to hear you
2: talk about it i mean you got to be ready to go i mean you're on the ice so much i mean this it's like second nature for you right now right well, I, you know, I, I'm certainly not in uh, game shape like I was, <laughs> but uh, it's a funny thing that you say that because doing all the skill development and the skills coaching, uh, my hands now, as far as handling the puck, are better than they've ever been. Like I wish they were this good when I was actually a player. But, you know, the feet obviously have hit a little bit of quicksand along the way. But I hope your agent doesn't hear this. It'll be, it'll get <laughs> this guy's a goal scorer now, Kimby. What oh, do you He's going to hey, move hey. up and play forward. I don't know about a goal scorer. <laughs> right now I'm a good uh, first pass defenseman <laughs> where I can handle a puck. But, no, it's, it's amazing that you get on the ice and you teach these kids day after day after day. And, uh, you know, you automatically start to pick up on it as well. You know, and, and I know, you know, you're going to talk about the St. Louis kid coming home and just an amazing thing. I mean, tell us your thoughts on that, the whole thing. Well, you know, Patty Maroon, it, it's it's kind of a crazy story all around because he really didn't take the conventional path to being in the NHL. Uh, realistically, he started out as a roller hockey player, and as he got you know, more involved in the hockey, ice hockey kind of became a second one for him. And somewhere along the way, when he grew and became 6'2", 6'3", all of a sudden this guy's a prospect and, and people are looking at him to play ice hockey. So, you know, his his path to the NHL wasn't easy. He spent a number of years in the minors and finally got his chance and has shown everybody that, you know, he's a big guy that handles a puck well and he's, a, he's an everyday NHLer and he's playing really well in Edmonton right now on a team that is improving – Every day. So to have the Oilers come back here and, uh, you know, and Patty Maroon also, we can't we, we can't overstep the fact here or overlook the fact rather that you know two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we we're sitting here trying to defend him because some reporter up in Edmonton uh, took comments out of context or just edited them however he wanted to edit them. And everybody was looking at Patty Maroon like he's this evil person. And, you know, we defended that big time because it's not who he is, and that was totally written, you know, out of whack by some guy who was obviously looking to get a little bit of headlines out of it. So, you you know, put all that together and bring him back to the game against the Blues, Uh, you know, him scoring a goal here in St. Louis in front of all his friends and family. I think he had over 100 people on his guest list. Uh, And then, you know, the cameras to catch his son celebrating like that and, And then Patty uh, having an emotional moment on TV after that. Uh, And we have to hit on the fact that this is not your traditional setup as far as a mom, dad, son kind of thing. Uh, You know, it didn't work out between Patty and the mother of his, his child. And that happens in this day and age. But when you go play in Edmonton, you're not living in St. Louis. It makes life a lot more difficult to see your son or your kids or whatever. And. So for him to have that, that opportunity to, one, have his son at the game that he doesn't get to see very often and then see his son celebrate because dad just scored against you know the biggest team in the world in his son's eyes, the St. Louis Blues, uh, obviously a real emotional moment for him. I get it. I'm a dad. And if I was in that situation, I can guarantee I probably would have acted the same way. Kimby you're a dad I mean tell me what you think about all this well uh, the funny thing is
0: but with Patty he was uh when he was a young kid I coached a uh, junior b team in town It was the junior blues and I had another team that we started up and uh Patty uh he's got a brother Phil they were both sitting out there and Phil was a, he was just a rink rat Phil was and I didn't see much of Patty around but Phil was always wanting to get on my team and, and Phil didn't have the talent that Patty has obviously but uh, he was wanting it. So I was trying to think as a, a coach here. I'm trying, you know, you got this big guy sitting there to play hockey. How do you get the hell on their team? So I said, well, Phil, I'll let you come play on the team if you let the big boy come on. <laughs> so he ended up coming down to Wisconsin with us for a trip. And, you know, he dominated the game. And then uh, his dad chose, to, you know, we we're going to go down to the Junior Blues, which was the right call at the time. I was just a team that was, we were just getting going. And the Junior Blues were winning championships at the time. But uh, so it was a good move for the kid. And to see the kid move on, it, it, it's just, it's a, it's a nice story. The thing where you talk about the kids uh, involved, Ribs, I I was out of the game. My last game was when my daughter was being born, and uh, so I didn't get. To, uh, I didn't. My kids don't get to see that, and you know you always wanted to. You know you always think back of these guys because when we're starting careers out, you know you're getting going, and then you eventually get married, and before you know it, it's a short career, and you, and you, some a lot of us get you know we don't go to get to play in front of our kids. So for him to sit there and in that moment, that's it's a touching moment, and uh, to see you know, what it meant to the kid, you know, you, all you think back, well, what, what could have that have been in your family situation? So it, it, was, it was a pretty neat little
2: story. Well, I can. you know what, you hit on something that really rings true for me there is even though my three oldest were born alive while I played, my oldest, my daughter, she has more of a memory of it. My boys were too young, and my last one, my daughter, she's never seen me play. So it's been exciting for me to have this alumni game come up because my kids now all of them will have a chance to see me play and they're all old enough now that they'll remember this experience. So, yeah. I mean, Jim, well that was what I was going to ask both of you
1: guys was, I mean, obviously you played in the league, right? I mean, I know that's how you guys phrase it, right? I played in the league. You know, that's the ultimate goal. Even though your kids uh, may not have seen and I know you said your, you know, your oldest remembers a little bit. Do they get? Do they understand that? I mean, because they like
2: hockey, obviously, right? So they understand what's going on. But can they grasp the fact that you were there? Well, it's it's funny because I just had this conversation with my boys the other day where they were in the alumni room with me, you know, taping their sticks and doing, you know, vacuuming the carpet and doing all the stuff that they like to do and hang out in there. I told them basically, I said, guys, you have no idea like what it's like to not be the son of an NHL or let alone like someone that's Brett Hull's son or Wayne Gretzky's son. That's, it's a whole other level. But, and I know Kimby, you can speak to this as well. Uh, our kids don't get it that it's a huge thing sometimes. And they're used to being around, especially my kids they are used to being around all the alumni guys. They say Kimby all the time. They see Walt, they see Holly, they, you know, Chaser, all these guys all the time. So to them, it's just, you know, normal life. Now, expanding on that, they haven't seen me play. They know I've played with all these guys, and they know that I've played against all these guys, but they've never seen me do it except for, you know, old VHS tapes that my dad had <laughs> made, you know, eons ago. So, uh, yeah, it's they get it, but they don't get it at the same time, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and there's – you know, when we were growing up,
0: you'd run into these guys that had played a long time in the game. You know, they played 15, 16 years, and they had kids, and you would see these kids in the locker room all the time. And so you're But when you were starting out, you're kid, and – you know, to what they grew into at that point in time is pretty neat when you see a little kid running through the locker room and you didn't think anything about the time. And then when the kid goes on to become a hockey player or something like, you know, like a tie dome, he's got his kid playing, and he's one of the better kids. You know, that, that's that got to be, and I'm sure he ran through the locker room and guys knew him and that. And So it's it's a pretty neat little story. But, you know, you go back to the family situation where where Jamie's talking about. I had uh, I, I know I played for the River Otters at the end in my, I actually I scored some goals there, uh, quite a few. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I he just had to get that in there, of course. <laughs> but I had a so I had a game and I uh, I, had, I scored a hat trick that game. And my daughter, my wife had been standing down there, and she handed my daughter to me. And uh, I, I was I was mistaken earlier; it was my boy that hadn't been born yet. But my, my daughter was there. She was like two years old, and I took her and I skated around the ice because it was it was down at the river. It's not the NHL. It's not. I'm not going to get yelled at, you know. So. That's my moment with my kid, but it was, uh, and I, I, my wife gave it to me, and I said, "Oh, geez, I wonder if she wants me to skate with this."
2: Kid. <laughs> <laughs> she had to be nervous. Uh, you skating, period, let alone holding your daughter. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing the difference between Kimby
1: skating his daughter around the rink and Ned Braden skating yeah. around, stripping down to his jock
2: strap and slap shot. I, it may have been close it. to the same. Who knows? Well, I, I will tell you from a
1: from a fan, it was so awesome to see you guys. And I've I've told people since we started doing the show, and I've gotten, and I've known Darren, but you know, getting to know you. Jamie, the, the the thing has always been that it just seems, and this is no knock to the baseball guys or the football guys, but you guys always just seem to be a little more down to earth, and it does rain true. So when you see that emotion come out from a guy, and we've seen it from other guys in sports too, I'm not saying that, but the reality of it is it just uh, it almost enforces what we know about you guys to be true. When, when you see that moment, like I, I hadn't watched the game at
0: the time, and I saw this come on after. But that's you know you see these commercials about these military uh, guys come back and they've over fighting for your country you know and you have so much respect for them and you, you don't really realize how much time they're away from their family and when you see these little kids when a dad jumps out of the box or he comes around and you see these kids just go k- crazy you say you know and, and that's sort of what Patty's moment was like sort of you know and I'm not I'm not trying to p- compare us to military at all by no means but that's just the the family
2: you're not seeing a family member for a long
0: time that it, it,
2: it just it brings almost brings a tear to your eye. Well, and let's not forget something here too and. Jim, this kind of goes into what you just said about the hockey guys. You know, we're trained from, and I remember being six years old, when my dad, you know, basically said, Well, you don't get hurt. You play through it. You know, you don't show pain. You just go through it. And hockey players are trained to play through almost anything and they're trained to ignore the pain. And so sometimes it looks, it can, from the outside looking in, it can look like these guys are just you know, rough around the edges that, you know, yeah, we're good guys to hang up, but it's really something to see the emotions come out because there's so many times where you can't let your emotions get the best of you, so many times where things aren't going great and your body's a mess and you're playing through it and there's tough times. And so for Patty to have that moment where, you know, emotionally it just kind of broke through for him, it's really a great moment. It lets everybody know that whether you're a hockey player or any other athlete in the world, that, that they're human and they have the human element in their life. And it's great to see a moment where a dad cares enough about his relationship with his kid to you know, shed a tear on TV. Who cares?
1: Well, it's time to go to our Blues Fan of the Week, and I want to remind everybody our Blues Fan of the Week is brought to you by one of our newest partners, and that's Vincent Mortgage. I want to let everybody know, uh, with Vincent Mortgage being a part of the show now, uh, to give them a call 314-839-9999 or just visit vincentmortgage.com for more information. Uh, it's a, they're a great lender, uh, very prominent in the community, do a lot of stuff, especially with all the athletic shows and things like that. Some of the great things about Vincent Mortgage, you can chat live with a loan officer at vincentmortgage.com. Get all the information you need instantly. Visit vincentmortgage.com and click chat with a mortgage expert. You'll connect live and in real time to one of their professional loan officers. They can help you figure out the best way to reach your family's financial goals. Um, For some people, I know they've done this. They needed some extra holiday cash. Vincent Mortgage was able to help some people skip a mortgage payment or two. And with rates on the rise in 2017, you better get a hold of them right now. So remember, that's Vincent Mortgage, 314-839-9999. And, of course, you can can hear from me and and Jamie. Now, Jamie, they did the toy drive, which was a great thing. Uh, They impacted a lot of lives in the community.
2: Yeah, you know, the Vincent family um – they do a lot of work in the community. Some of it doesn't even go noticed, like we did for the toy drive. Uh, I know that personally, dealing with with not dealing, but knowing Sean Vincent throughout the years, he, he's really big on community. He's really big on St. Louis, and he's really big on helping people. And obviously, he's in the uh, the business of helping people financially with homes and and you know maybe get their dream home along the way. Uh, but he's definitely big on making sure that the city of St. Louis is doing well and that people are benefiting from you know, their opportunity to to get out there and get the word out on on certain projects. Well, we do appreciate them. And, of course, you can hear from me or you can hear from Jamie. But let's hear from them themselves. Uh, This
1: is uh, Vincent Mortgage and with their holiday uh, promotion.
3: The holidays are here and everyone can use a little extra cash. Whether you're looking to refinance your current home, purchase a new home, lock in a reverse mortgage, or whatever it is, we have options for almost every situation and can close your loan in as little as eight days. Vincent Mortgage, the name you know and trust. Call us today at 314-839-9999 or chat live with a loan officer right now
1: at vincentmortgage.com. One twenty eight zero
2: one Flushing Meadows Drive, St. Louis, Missouri, 63131. NMLS number 225095.
1: Appreciate Vincent Mortgage very much. And, of course, uh, they're going to bring you the uh, Blues Fan of the Week segment each and every week. And uh, very happy to welcome in this guy. Contacted me through uh, through Twitter. Uh, It was an interesting thing. I thought we'd bring him in for Kimby's Ego. So, because I got to tell as, as Jamie almost spits his Red Bull out. Um, hey, Red Bull, if you're out there, you know, he's seriously, get, on board, get on board, Red Bull. Get on board, Red Bull. But uh, it's always interesting when a guy says, man, I'd love to do it sometime. You're not going to believe this. And, and it's funny that he says it. You're not going to I don't believe, believe it. This, but my first jersey was a Darren Kimball jersey. <laughs> so, uh, much like Fish last week, who, you know, and I wonder sometimes when this these guys Kimball come a Kimball fan club here. around here. What but, the hell is going but, on? But you notice what jersey he wore in here, so maybe we'll get an honest answer from him. But uh, uh, let's welcome in Greg Ball. Greg, welcome to the show. Hey.
3: Hey, thanks guys.
1: Um, welcome to the show. Very <laughs> excited. Uh you. is this is this a true story here or are you making this up?
3: Oh, no, 100% true. Uh I grew I moved in uh late 80s and uh when Darren came to play, I uh I appreciated the like he mentioned the one the grinders, the guys who went out and did the tough jobs and I mean, obviously Holy uh, brought some excitement, but all the other guys were down there doing the hard work. And uh, right away, I—it's I, true. I, I like Darren, and I went out and got his jersey right away. And um,
2: hopefully, you got it real cheap.
1: <laughs> Uh, No. And (laughs) and didn't you hear he was a goal scorer at the end there? That's right.
3: He
0: he he got confused at the end. I want to know when a fan comes in and says they're a fan of mine why you guys have to go through
2: a drug test to do that. (laughs) that? Listen, I'm not (laughs) good. We just did a field sobriety (laughs) test as he walked in the building, too. I passed. I passed. (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah, and uh, just, I I got to meet, I told uh, Darren I got to meet his uh, agent at the first NHL draft we had in St. Louis that I was able to go to, and that was an exciting thing, and I just appreciated his role. The The only downside is then he went uh a Chicago team. oh oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we try
2: not so, to speak about yeah, that. Yeah, we haven't brought that up. We were hoping uh, like Fight Club. We don't talk about my, it.
3: My <laughs> fault, my fault. So uh, that's what led to uh, another jersey coming in. But, no, I was a proud Darren Kimball supporter and, and jersey wearer for a lot of years. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, it's a true story.
2: So let me ask you this then. Yeah. So... Based on the fact that your personal tastes might be a little blurred, of favorite player, well, who would you consider right now on the Blues to be your favorite player? And if you could get a jersey right now from a current player, we know they're not going to be as good as Darren Kimball. But <laughs> That's now, correct? It, correct. <laughs> yes. You tell me right now, today's team. Who whose jersey do you want, and why?
3: Okay, it's probably going off script of what I just said a little bit. <laughs> but, <laughs> I told you. That's all but, right. <laughs> but, no, I uh,
0: – He passed the test, though. Remember that. He
1: did.
2: <laughs> did he I, blow
1: into a, a <laughs> alcohol thing, too? Or?
0: That was the first test.
2: That's we right. have the second screening coming up.
3: And I'm not going to say, Vlad, um, I'm a, a huge Schwartz fan. Um, I was – so I I think I started following him um, when his sister had her issues, and I, I, I joined uh, – Uh, the search uh, and uh, blood marrow uh, registry just because of that and I like the story and I I just he plays so hard he's so quick he's on the puck he's tenacious Um, I was just really stoked when they signed him long term I think he's a big cornerstone and so if I could get one right now I think it would be Jaden I'm a big big Schwartzy fan. Isn't Schwartzy a Saskatchewan boy?
0: Yes, and so I, uh, Saskatchewan boy. So uh, you, you've been. Oh, now seconds. Kimby's going to lay claim two seconds, to seconds, he's going to say he's going to say Chaser's name. Here. Oh my pretty god, soon. The
2: Saskatchewan stuff can out Bernie. Bernie, you know, all that's all we yeah. need is more Saskatchewan <laughs> guys around here. My lord. Yeah. Now you know what though, I can see why you'd like Schwartz. He, yeah, he's he's kind of that little guy who mm-hmm. has made it probably against the odds at the time when he first was coming up. The game has gotten a little smaller and faster, plays into his skills more, but. Mm-hmm. That being said, we still have a lot of big guys out there, and he does fight for his space, and he does find his way to the front of the net an awful lot. So yep. mm-hmm. uh, knowing him and certainly his family situation over the years and, and all that, the whole story to that, which is great, it was unbelievable, by the way, that you you know, s- signed up for that and were a part of it. Um, you know, he, uh, I got nothing negative to say about Schwartz. I love the guy, and... He's way better than your first jersey that you bought. But. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but, I would, but you know what? If you look,
0: though, and for people that can't see, he's wearing a Pronger jersey now. I, I'm a fan of Prong, so you know if you when you look at this, so you, you've gone from me with the Prongs. You downgraded a bit, but now I'll let you. I'll let you come back with Swartzie on me. But uh, no, but I think you, by the looks of what you're doing here, though, you got a wide variety of knowledge mm-hmm. of the game, and you know Prongs was a. Uh, the role I play, but then you go to prongs, the, you know, he's a mean defenseman. He was, sure. you know, he can cont- he, he demanded his space. And then just what you say about what Jamie just said about he was how he fights for his space. I think when you're watching the game, the kid competes a lot. So I think the overall look of the blue collar fan that sits in St. Louis, you, I bas- you're basically describing where you're going on this, I think.
3: Right on.
1: Are you? Uh, gotta ask you a question about Winter Classic. I mean, we've got the Winter Classic contest going on. Are you excited about the Winter Classic coming this to time? Super,
3: super excited. Uh, yeah. If if I got to go by myself in zero degrees, I want to go because I think Jamie mentioned it, it's a once in a lifetime for me. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting ever since you know it began that we would get one here, and uh, so I'm going all out. I'm going to try to get there. <laughs> Trust well, me.
1: I got. Uh, Sorry. So you are registered for our contest and hoping oh, yeah. to get that call on Friday, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Many
3: entries cool. in there. I got. Uh,
1: I got my secret words. You got some – oh, you got your, <laughs> you got your key. boy. Like you know what? That was
2: great because it was a little plug at the same time. Yeah, like I If like you're it. at home and you don't have the secret words, now <laughs> yeah. you may have just hurt yourself on oh, that I'm one. Yeah, you're yeah, telling yeah, yeah. Now yeah. Somebody may have said, listen. what secret words? And now they're going to go back and try to listen to this. Hey, but
3: as a fan, anybody, I'd have wanted to go. So, uh, yeah, it's been a great for experience for anyone.
1: Well, so. I'm going to make a, a quick announcement here. Okay. Um, thanks to our friends here, and they're so good to us here at Lineup Media Group, uh, lineupmedia.fm. We have a second contest starting today, and we've sent it out on Twitter, and we're getting a lot of reaction from it already. So we're going to make the announcement here on the show. We now have another way for you to win tickets. So, Greg, what do you think of this? We're going to do this. You ready? Incredible. Okay, we have two more tickets that we've gotten our hands on, thanks (laughs) to our friends here at Lineup Media Group. All right, go to our Twitter, at STL Blues Podcast, okay? Go to our pinned tweet, and you're going to see Jamie explain to you how to do this. It's very simple. All you have to do is subscribe to our show. He's going to explain to you how to do it. It's very easy to do. You go to bluesnhlpodcast.com slash sub. The screen will come up for you. All you got to do is click on however you want to subscribe to the show based on your mobile providers, the, the way you do this. For those of you that don't do that, you can have an email sent to you. And all we're asking you to do is take a screenshot showing that you've subscribed, send it back to us through Twitter or Facebook, okay? And that's going to be a complete separate contest. Once you've registered, That's going to be another contest that we're going to run all the way up till our party next week, and then we're going to pick a winner. So you got another way to win there. What do you think of that?
3: It's awesome. I can't wait. I'll I'll be on as soon as I walk out of here. (laughs) Yeah, and we're getting a lot of people already
1: since we released it that are sending us screenshots. So we're we're sharing them so that people understand how it works. But you know, we're excited about guys getting to experience this. Obviously, you know, Jamie will be down there. And I, and again, as I said earlier, I don't know that you'll be huffing
2: and puffing, but um, <laughs> oh, I'm sure I will be, because yes, will. there's a couple <laughs> of days you got, I can't forget. There's a couple of days leading up to this where uh, guys are coming into town and we're getting together for a few events. So, you know, what happens when you get the old band back together is you start to have a few holiday beverages and certainly uh, <laughs> followed the guys by a red bull followed <laughs> by a red bull. You got to keep the engine purring just right. Purring. And uh, you know, so, Hopefully, we won't have too many guys playing guilty that day. That's more my concern. A 1 o'clock start, I mean, there's a lot of guys that won't even be out of bed yet. So
1: No day game skate to get the, the booze out of the system? Seriously. That, that was
2: why it started, right, the I, whole thing? is. The- I've asked for a team jog in the morning, but I, I've had a little resistance on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead.
3: I said I think I won also tickets to that uh, early morning uh uh, beverage party as well. oh that's, that, that's what you want to that sounds kind of huh? cool as well so yeah we need a contest for that I i'll think. be bartending that <laughs> one <laughs> so you're hey, fine they're <laughs> always looking for somebody to, to
1: buy around, so maybe that's all you got to do to qualify uh, I, for that one i right? could
3: probably
2: be in on that there yeah. you
1: go <laughs> no it's 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 an exciting time and uh, for all fans in st louis and i know uh, you're generally excited but we do appreciate you being on thank and, you for uh, having thanks me. for being it's a great. fan of the show and obviously i know you're a big big fan of the blues, Indeed. And, go blues. and uh boy i you know Sitting next to this guy, you know, this is your your original jersey. <laughs> that's so right, man. That's I, right. I was excited. Well, well, that's great stuff. Hey, that's Greg Ball, our Blues fan of the week. Thanks, Thank, you, Thank you,
3: Greg. Thank you.
1: Good stuff, fellas. I, you feel good, Darren? I feel yeah, good about feel that. Well, he better feel
0: good. A guy just, just his favorite solid, player growing solid. up. I just mean, like Jesus. playing hockey, confidence we talk about. Confidence. Make sure oh, yeah,
2: you pay nice. him twenty bucks before he leaves, eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, give him my jersey back now. He's <laughs> gonna, act, yeah, I'm gonna say, <laughs> pay him back for the jersey.
1: <laughs> no, um, I tell you what, our, our new our contest that you'd film the the video for it's it's doing great i mean people are already jumping all over it we haven't even jim, released the episode. i gotta I mean, interrupt
2: can we just talk about how many takes did it take for oh, me to get here that we down go. i knew this because you know i gotta bring look, it up because look at our blues fan over here backing <laughs> you up i gotta bring it up because i know kimball was sitting beside me probably going uh rivers is going to take 50 freaking tries to get <laughs> this right and i, I just got to clarify jim how many takes did it Take us. Well, I'm going to clarify two things. A, when I handed Darren the tickets to hold
1: in the (laughs) shot, he had this look on his face like, I'm going to have to sit here and hold these things for about 15 minutes. And it literally took you one take. So yes, I will bow down. Hey, I will when, bow down. When was, a guy texts really you good. on the way in and he says, "I need a little encouragement here," so I go <laughs> get him
0: a couple, a couple things. <laughs> so I sit down beside him. I go, "What are we going to do here? How is he going to spit this one out?" And I'll tell you, I was, I was pretty impressed. What he, what he come up with there?
1: I was get, the guy filming it. Uh, that's obviously done this for other shows when they do things and this and that. He's in here. He's, he, you know, he, I heard him tell somebody in there. Uh, I'll be back in about fifteen twenty minutes. <laughs> he come walking by me in the hall. He goes, "I think that's the very first time I've ever done that." So yes, Jamie, your 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 legendary status will grow. Uh, you know, maybe the, maybe they'll hear the about zone. that. Fox Sports, maybe Fox Sports will hear about yeah, that. Yeah, seriously. Somebody send it to Fox Sports. Please. Maybe you'll get a panger award for that, huh? Maybe From, we, got, we, got heads we got the bobbleheads. We got the bobbleheads. Yeah, our friends at Urban Chestnut. No, it, it's uh, it's an interesting. No, it was great. Uh, really excited about it, and of course. All you got to do at STL Blues Podcast—that's our Twitter handle—check out our pinned tweet. Just go there, follow what Darren or uh, Jamie says, and obviously you can watch Darren hold the tickets. But follow what Jamie said, <laughs> and I'm telling you, it's another opportunity for you to win two tickets to the alumni game and the uh, Blues Winner Classic at Bush Stadium. It's a—it's a great thing. Appreciate the support that Lineup Media Group's given us here. Make sure you check them out too. Lineup Media Group dot com, lineupmedia.fm. I'm telling you, if you love podcasts, if you like to listen to stuff on demand, they've got so many shows now, depending on whatever your entertainment value is. If you 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 know if you like variety shows, sports shows, uh, if you're one of the ladies out there that love the, love the blues and love the show, they have some uh, women's style shows on, things like that. All kinds of things for you to choose from as far as your entertainment time and value. So we do appreciate them. And again, uh, looking forward to awarding those tickets as well as the winner next Thursday at, uh, at Rookies
2: in St. Charles. Yeah, Jim, you know, I, before we get too far here uh, through the, the show, and I know time is, is creeping up on us, in the Youth Hockey Report, I forgot to bring up one thing. And uh, we had talked about these kids a couple weeks ago uh, being invited to the last camp for the World Juniors for Team USA, and uh, it's amazing. All four guys made it. So we have Joseph Wool that's been selected as one of the goalies. We have Logan Brown, Jeff Brown's son, who's going to be on the team. We have Clayton Keller guy from over here, so he'll be on the team. And we have Luke Cunning as well from St. Louis, that's a Wisconsin boy. He's not only on the team, he's been selected to be the captain of Team USA. So this is amazing. We have all these draft picks last year in the draft, and now we have four guys that are going to represent USA at the you know the top tournament in the world for their age bracket. Now Have you had the opportunity to work with some of these kids? <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: you know, worked. I can you know the smile on his face when he does these things. I usually know the answer, but I figure I'll let him let him let everybody know. Cause... Well, I wasn't
2: going to go there. I was just no, honestly just listen. giving the you know the stick taps for the guys. But <laughs> no, no, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to work with Clayton and Logan um, through association work with AAA, a little bit of uh, private work with Logan. Uh, but a lot of work with Luke Cunningham um, still to this day whenever he's back in town. He's a kid that just can't get enough of of getting better and wanting to be the best and uh, spend time with him every summer working on skills. And not not overall, at, at this point for him, it's isolating one part of his game that he'd like to make better. And I'm telling you what, these kids, and Joseph Wool is a workhorse. I'm, I'm telling you, you know, I'm not a goalie coach, but I know Bruce Racine handled him. Um, but these kids, it's amazing how... And, Kimby you can talk to this it's amazing how the best kids now coming out of youth hockey junior hockey college hockey the NHL the work ethic that they have and how bad they want it and how bad they want to get better it's incredible to me
0: yeah you see and and that's what what's good about uh, your program that you got ribs you, you know you bring this out and these kids they come they want to get better you do drills to enhance their uh their hands their feet whatever you got going on and you're hitting all areas and I bought you know I always my I like when my kid goes to your program I think it's good for him. Um I was watching we were on the road the other day and they had a, a Wisconsin was playing and Coonan was playing the game and that's the first chance I've got to look at the kid. Um uh, my kid's younger and I didn't get over to the AAA program to later but watching him play, you know, he's a, he's a big body. Uh, he, you just you just see this respect he demands out there. Um it, it's it's nice to see and, and these these kids what they're feeding off of what they did here on the draft. All these kids going in the, the first round. Uh, St. Louis fans you're going to get a chance because this is coming up here through the Christmas holidays and this is a big event in Canada Um, the World Juniors is the Canada we expect to win it and uh, there's a there's a high priority placed on who's coaching this team who's on this team this is the elite of the elite at this age right now and so for fans around this area I'm pretty sure the NHL network will have it on uh, so I believe you can watch it they have in the past but that I'll sit at home and when the Americans and the Canadians play and there's a, you know, in our house, there's a little bit of jiving going on, but at least I got my boy on my side now, but we, uh, but, but I, you know, I'm a a Canadian boy, but it's, this is good for the people here to watch to see what the up and coming players are going to be like. Yeah.
2: It's a fantastic tournament. And for people of St. Louis, you know, we did Cam Jansen nominated to the St. Louis hockey hall of fame. A couple weeks ago, Patty Maroon, we're talking about him. You know, Matthew Kachuk in the NHL. This is the next wave of players and all of these guys are going to play in the NHL, and it's super exciting to have them on an international stage like that. So you get to cheer for St. Louis guys as well as Team USA.
1: It's awesome. And like I said, uh, people mentioning things like hockey hotbed in St. Louis is something I never thought I would have heard, especially when I was younger. So obviously you guys and your work with your your kids and then the kids that benefit by being a part of it. And there's more than just you, obviously, all the the guys, that you know, the Browns, the – Kellys, the, the Al McInnes, all these guys that have done this all these years. It's a real testament to you guys and, of course, with, with you with Synergy. And, uh, you know, I felt like you did deserve it because you do. I mean, people don't see it here because we're not on, but you do have a dad look going on when you talk about these kids. <laughs> the grandpa so look I thought. Well, <laughs> it's a great thing, but... Um, Touche. Hey, um, as, as we wind down the show here, we got to do our look ahead. Uh, you know, Kimby, I think you mentioned and maybe you've got a little uh, unofficial uh, insider information. they got a little bit of a flu bug going around there. Uh, we do have a couple of injuries as well. Um, looks like uh, obviously maybe this break coming up because we're going to play tonight in Tampa, which is obviously a tough task. Anybody to go into Tampa is always going to be a tough so tough task. We play tonight, then we get the the days off before we we come back home next week on Wednesday. So a much needed a uh, few days off for the guys. Yeah. yeah,
0: you know, no, I I think and I and I've said this before on the show before. You uh, you got Coop uh, coaching Tampa Bay. He's a uh, he was in the St. Louis area coaching for of Kelly's junior teams. Um, I believe this Tampa Bay team has been on the verge of sort of getting almost to the, to the finals. You know, they're, they're close. And uh, this will be a good test for the Blues coming forward here tonight. They've been on the road. They had a couple days off. You know, you, you, get, out, you get out with your uh, teammates here. So this could be a good uh, time tonight to see what they come up with. Um, and then you're going through all this uh, stuff that's going on with the Winter Classic. So it's going to be a tough two weeks coming up here for the Blues. But th- this is a big test for them tonight.
2: Well, this is always a huge game for whatever teams are involved because it's right before the break. And it's always – it's it's crazy, but you wonder who's going to be more focused going into this game. Some guys are looking beyond it. They got like – Kimby's brought up friends, family, all the stuff that goes on. So it's going to be interesting to see how the home team does because there's a lot more crap going on in their hometowns than the Blues are on the road just in a hotel. So for the Blues, they've got to come out hard and press big time and get pucks to the net. And obviously Tampa team that has been you know, up and down all season. They haven't been stellar all year, so – they can jump on him early, get the lead, and, and play you know solid hockey for 60 minutes. This is a game they can absolutely win. Uh, they do have the flu bug a little bit and some other little bumps and bruises going on. Looks like we may see a uh, player, a centerman, Wade Megan, who is up from the Chicago Wolves. Uh, he's doing well down there. He's played eight, you know 28 games, 13 goals, 11 assists, 24 points. Former fifth-round pick of the Florida Panthers. So this is a guy is probably going to be hungry to get in the lineup and – You know what? It's good for the Blues to show a little bit of what they have as far as depth goes, and hopefully this kid can contribute. And the real big
0: key is the the local boy, Bishop. He gets hurt the other day, so they're going to be back uh, playing their other goaltender. So, right right where you said, Jamie, pucks have to go to the net tonight, and body's got to go there with it.
2: Yeah, you know, it's a big thing. Um, Vasilevsky's a great goalie, but he's kind of in that Jake Allen territory where he hasn't had to carry the load as a number one the whole time. He's always had Big Ben there to help him out, so... Now the pressure turns on him, and they haven't been stellar defensively. So there are opportunities to get the pucks to the net. It's going to be up to the Blues no matter who's in the lineup, whether the the Megan kid gets in there or not. They have to focus on getting pucks to the net and and really basically foot on the gas the whole way, empty the tanks before the holiday, finish on a high note, and then hopefully uh, after the holiday they, they carry into a couple of good games and then the winter classic.
1: Well, uh, again, as, from a fan's perspective, uh, when we see them and they struggle a little bit, uh, sometimes if they were playing well and then that happens, you start wondering, is, are there things going on in the locker room, whether it be injuries or just an issue here or there or whatever. You, you wonder because you know the up and down, and I, our Twitter question of the week addressed the roller coaster, right? And fans, that's what gets frustrating for us is because you see them play so well and then it kind of goes away. Then you got to kind of bring it down and realize there may be things going on we don't know about, like you know you may have alluded to a little bit of a flu bug, maybe a couple injuries. To, to, to not think about those things sometimes is irresponsible as us as fans, but it's just kind of the way it goes, right? I mean, we don't know, but yet we want our team to do well.
2: Well, yeah, it's difficult. It's, you know, it's a long season. So as you get to the middle, I've talked about it before, it looks like you're halfway up the hill and you, you can't see the top yet. So for these guys, this is a real important time for them to, you know, buckle down and finish here before Christmas, before the holidays, with a win. And go back home here come back home feeling good about themselves as we move forward so it's always game to game at this time of the year and certainly the winter classic coming up they want to be you know rolling on or you know rolling on all cylinders before they hit that game
1: you know uh christmas is right around the corner you guys ready you guys uh all done ho 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 yeah
2: yeah no i'm ready uh i think anyways as ready (laughs) as you can be Uh, yeah but uh i'm excited about it for sure
1: well, how about you, Greg? Our, our fan is still with us here. You all ready for Christmas?
3: Definitely ready. Sneak in a couple more things, I think, after I a leave today. Things. But my daughter rolls into town today. We hadn't, uh, got to see her for a few months, so that's the most exciting part. Is we that's get awesome. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So yeah, excited. no,
1: that is good. Yep. And uh, thanks again for being with us this week, coming in for his, the his thing. It's honor. It's fun. Good. Yeah. Thank no, you. No, we appreciate yeah. it. Like I said, the fan. we do this show for you, the fan. Uh, we try to keep it fan-friendly. Uh, we want it to be very open. We want it to be very honest, and I think that's what you get from both our guys. So, um you know i appreciate you guys greatly time to give you our keyword of the week so i I see uh look look at him over there writing it down okay it's very simple it's contest okay it's contest so four shows in december you're going to need all four keywords when i contact you you're going to need to send them back to me if you don't know them unfortunately you're going to be disqualified okay i'm very sorry about that but you know that was part of the rules going to need those four keywords I hope to see you as a finalist uh, next Thursday over at uh, Rookies in St. Charles. Again, Mike Hildebrand, the crew over there at Rookies, went there yesterday, walked through how they're going to set us up. You don't want to miss this. It's going to be a great opportunity. Uh, We're going to do some really neat things over there, Uh, drink specials from our friends at at Anheuser-Busch. They're really going to help us. Of course, we're going to have a little bit of a charity drive for for Cecil Edwards and and try to get this man's roof replaced. And uh, We want to acknowledge our good friend John Verstrat in front of the show who's taken it upon himself to make this thing happen. I, I, I personally want to thank him. And I you know think it would be great if all of the fans uh, just took a small chance, not going to cost very much money, uh, to win a Budweiser Neon. So, again, thanks to our friends at Budweiser. Um, guys, uh, if you don't have anything else, I think it's time to, to take a little Christmas break here.
0: Happy holidays, everyone. Yes, enjoy the family and the cocktail.
1: Cocktails, cocktails <laughs> huh? Cocktails. All right, so for Jimbo, for Darren, for Jamie, and our Blues fan of the week, Greg Ball, and of course our producer, Brian, who we couldn't do the show without, I want to remind you one last time to go to our Twitter, at STL Blues Podcast. Check out that pinned tweet. Another opportunity for you to win winter classic tickets compliments of the blues nhl podcast so now that is two separate contests i want to reiterate that okay one doesn't have anything to do with the other so this is a second opportunity Uh, merry christmas to all you guys out there Uh, our our show has been uh, just immensely successful right off the get-go it's been a tribute to you as fans the sharing is what's done it we appreciate you greatly uh we'll see you after the holidays